0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Metrics on the 30th of December, 2018. I hope everyone is settling down after the Christmas craziness, the mad Christmas craziness, and New Year craziness, and getting over all the tension that builds up towards the whole frenzy of commercialism, which has become Christmas, unfortunately. And it's true enough, I mean, folk are snapping. They get office snappy at this time of year, and I noticed it even at the local general store that is supposed to be a post office as well. Although it really sells booze, that's its main income is alcohol, and they don't really cater much to the grocery section they're supposed to be doing. But they accept parcels to come in there, although somehow they manage to get round to uh, posting stuff out from there with stamps, etc. But they'll accept parcels because they get paid for it at this little general store. Even there, they were kind of nasty. We went to go and try and pick up a, a parcel that I knew had been delivered, because because I had a tracking number to it. And this is the craziness: as, as you go down the tubes into this third worldism that I talk about, uh, you, you find that um, things just simply don't work the same way. Or if they don't work the same way, and it's no real crisis, uh, people start sticking by crazy rules. Uh, Where at one time Canadians would be more, give you more leeway with things. For instance, in these big giant post box conglomerates that, that we go up and collect our mail from, the postman will often put in a little chitty, a little, a little receipt thing, or that you're supposed to take up to the to the general store to collect your parcel uh, if it's a parcel size. And lo and behold, this this thing wasn't there. So I go up there, and by God, were they, were they snooty towards me, as though I was in a different country. And they haven't quite got into the touch of being, of the Canadians don't get like that, you know, towards customers, the general public, especially the general public who happen to pay for the post office, because it, it's all funded by us, the taxpayer. And the government's supposed to be there to serve the public. But there's no pretense in a lot of people these days. And they get kind of snooty at you, and they don't really want to give you a parcel unless you have this little chitty. Well, if the postman hasn't given you the little chitty for your parcel, then they should simply hand it over since they don't know it's there, and they know who you are, and you're going to sign for it anyway, and etc. Because that's, that's, I mean, for years and years they went in to the same place to pick up parcels, and it's changed hands, you see, too. There was never a problem if you didn't have a chitty. Because the postman often, especially in the Christmas rush, he's not got time to do all that kind of stuff. Or he may have gone into a different post box, for instance, where someone else has got it. Has got it. Or maybe he was just too much, how much, in a rush. He's standing there in the freezing cold, sub-zero temperatures, ticking off uh, different things and putting mail in the boxes. Uh, and it's, again, it's gigantic. It's like a whole range, a whole stack of them, all, all these different boxes for different people. We, we collect our own, we don't get delivered to the houses, because we're, first of all, do you see? As I say, uh, he's supposed to be a chitty there, but if he doesn't do it, so what? Generally, in years gone by, there was no crisis about it. But now, there are different peoples with different attitudes, and they treat you like a peasant. And a naughty peasant, because you're obviously lying. You must be lying. They don't say that, but infer it. you can tell. Uh, that you, and it's your fault that they didn't get the chitty. eh? Right? So what are they going to do? Are they going to keep the parcel or something? Well, I've got the darn parcel. But I will put in a higher complaint about it. Because you've you got to start complaining now. As we're down the tubes, you've got to start complaining. Or you'll get walked all over in this system that's really becoming inhumane. And you're, living, you're amongst people now who are all out for themselves. They have no idea what really part of the community even means. Which is give and take. That kind of stuff. Common sense. It's called decency. And respect for the customer. Respect's awfully important. You start losing respect. I'm not kidding you. You going down the tubes fast. So I told this, this woman. I said, I said I didn't get the cherry. Oh, she was not happy at all. Not happy at all. And they're getting paid for it anyway That it comes in there And and they get paid for a parcel that comes in They won't post anything out of there Because they managed to get around that somehow When they took over the the business Uh, Which is really bad Because there's no post office for miles now You have to go into Sudbury Into the city From the country now To get something posted off Isn't that disgusting? Huh? As as we we claim we're a first world country but But it's all perception management, isn't it? As we're down the tubes And when you see how much the the American dollar is worth to the Canadian dollar I mean, we've sunk about 30 cents and dropping fast below uh, what the US dollar is And over the years I've seen the Canadian dollar at times uh, be more than the US dollar And and they swap up and down because it's the same same conglomerate of managers managing the World Bank system uh, That just moves it back and forth from country to country to suit themselves this up and down exchange rate. So as we plummet, other countries are benefit, but it's all benefiting through the same banking system. It's all a con game, a shell game, isn't it? But as I say, getting back to this whole idea, yeah, you have to really start complaining these days and going above folks' heads, because they won't respect you as a customer. You have to go above their heads, you see, and it's, it's only a little bit of fear from their superiors, whoever they happen to be, or the licensing committees that, that get some respect on on the go. Because this is not a third world country, or treated like a third world. Not not exactly just yet. Always dropping. Respect, respect, respect. And we live in such an age of of propaganda. Incredible propaganda. Uh, I, <laughs> I was going to give a talk. Actually, more than a talk. I, I could I could write a book, on the agencies involved, in, in propaganda, and in in country by country. It's into the thousands now, folks, of agencies employed by using our tax money to brainwash us. It really is. You have no idea. When you look at even the movies, that say Hollywood has churned out with the Pentagon over many years for the war industry. There was one that was called Executive Decision with Kurt Russell, in it. and Kurt Russell's been in a lot of these kind of movies, but... The money they must have forked out from a taxpayer to make the thing must have been phenomenal. Using the air force and and different agencies, etc., with the usual anti-terrorism thing back in the nineties, getting all ready for it. But it's the same in every country. We're, we're getting incredible propaganda, and they give us the nudge units, the the Sun, you know Sunstein's uh, nudge units. He's got he called them, and th- these are the agencies that literally are working. Round the clock now, lots of them, uh, on training you what to say, what not to say, what to, how to behave, how to change behaviour, without you even being aware that you're being has been applied to you. You'll simply, it's, it's, it's behaviourism, incredible behaviourism, run by experts, as they say. Again, use, using our tax money to brainwash us and change our behaviour, even to make you feel bad or guilty about stuff that you shouldn't feel bad or guilty about. Really. It's quite something else, isn't it? And they give you the leaders. Don't forget that. When it comes to psychology, they'll pick them up, boost them to the top, give them lots of fair play, and they're part of the system already. And then television and so on. They always give you your leaders. Don't forget that, folks. Most folk will forget it. They always forget it. But they do. That's how it's run. It must always appear to the public that things happen by themselves, spontaneously. And they give you the leaders. And you'll find the leaders often are part of different United Nations agendas and are on committees for sustainability and things like that in the past. It's really astonishing to dig in a little bit and find out, my God, you're right enough. Yeah, you're right. That little, that little sixth sense that you have, you listen to it once in a while. Intuition. But every country has got these behavioral insights teams Working globally, by the way, they're connected across the whole planet Set up, again, behind your backs, behind, but without your knowledge They're prompting you and training you And they also draft up all the things, that the hate speech uh, taboos And they also help train the people who are now censoring you And I'll, I'll, I'll mention a couple of things that are happening about that tonight, in fact It's really difficult for people, very difficult for people to really believe that most of the leaders that you'll end up following are always presented and given to you. They're handed to you. Really. I read an article recently, for instance, about the, the, the last midterm elections they had in the States. And how many of them now are getting promoted through and via the CIA, <laughs> FBI, ex-military, and so on. High military and intelligence and, and getting them into into the politics For the Democrats now So that they'll become uh, Of course, which they really are already The middle stream of, of America Of the military-industrial complex The true working people are, are Forget it, folks It's no different in Britain or anywhere else The, the Labour Party in Britain f- Forgot the working people I think back in Harold Wilson's day Really And definitely Come the 70s and 80s, totally forgot the working people altogether. But they give, still give you representatives that occasionally give the right talks about it. But they're completely for the war agendas. They're completely for this global agenda of internationalism and, and experts running our lives for us all. It, it goes on and on. It never ends, does it? But don't forget it. it it's not supposed to end. it's war is not meant to be fought and won. It's meant to continue forever. George Orwell's 1984. It's very profitable for those involved in the, the making of the, the weapons and the surveillance stuff, too. Back in the 90s, they had articles in uh, big magazines, well known magazines at the time, about the end of war. What would happen if you had the end of war? When you, we don't have other countries to fight, even though that was a, it's a what if thing, they knew darn well they're going to bring in an age of terrorism as a backlash against the wars that we're going to have. And that all set up too, but they did say that if there was no war this in, a, in a hypothetical world, how would how would the, the, these same organisations that fund or that make the weapons, for instance, what would they do? Well, they were all, explained that they're already turning and t- turned away into mass surveillance. And in the early nineties this was, so it's not just happening. And that, that, that the police would be part of it too, and they get all these special surveillance techniques. We have fusion centres now across the, the North America and Europe, where they can route uh, whole segments of society, uh, individuals within, and, and route all their stuff through certain fusion uh, points as well. I know someone who who got into British Telecom, and he actually found one of the main trunk systems went across to Belgium. And this is the, the main ones, of course, for security and so on. But they're, they're heading off to Belgium for some reason, and the public were totally unaware of it. And they're routing a lot of folks' calls all over the place. So they were being spied on a long time ago. Spied on. Then they mentioned, oh, it's just black boxes that rouse them and so on and for certain people, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And then they had the big, big God machine. Oh, my God, this God machine, or the devil machine, as some of them called it. It was a mass, mass computer system in the 90s. They could hook up everybody's ID, everything about every individual. It was already up and being added to with information again in the 90s. do forget all that, too. The beast. A <laughs> whole bunch of names for the same thing. And then in the late 90s, after lots of uh, anti-Middle Eastern movies, basically, or about Middle Eastern people, (laughs) lots of of movies, 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 getting everybody used to it, Uh, bingo, it happens with 2001. And away we've gone since then, it hasn't stopped. And it won't stop, because it's too lucrative. And governments start to lose their traction, to an extent, Governments either have to say, we're so busy fighting terrorism and wars and so on, and blah, blah, blah. Or, or, if there's none of that, they've got to start answering some of the questions put to them by the people. So it's much easier to say, oh, we're just so busy tackling all this crisis across the globe, etc., etc., etc. And politicians, remember, are apparently there to fill their own pockets, because that's the that's people who go into politics. They used to publish the, the, the criminal records of politicians in Britain and other countries, in Canada too, and folk could apply to go into politics. And, and the amount of them who, they had been bankrupt umpteen times before that, it's just astonishing. It tells you a lot about them. And they go into politics because they get a little bit of power Uh, They can start getting a lot of wealth It's astonishing, isn't it? No matter what the income is They seem to always bring in more than the income is worth Isn't that astonishing? Hmm? Of course, they're seeing lots of lobbyists all the time, aren't they? And even though they're not the bosses There's a certain amount of play to help to fill their own pockets with things Of course there is And lots of them get awfully well rewarded as soon as they walk out of politics Some of them go into politics uh, right from Corporations, higher levels in corporations. And then when they're in politics, they help change the playing field for their own X corporation, (laughs) let's say X corporation. And once they've they've changed their rules a bit, they go back into the same corporations. You find the same with the US. The US is good, it's always getting picked on, but it's more open about its systems and who's in the systems of governing the people and the different agencies. Than than elsewhere in the world And I've had articles before over the years Where the Food and Drug Administration, for instance The folk are trained to believe They're there to look after the people But so many of them Including some of the heads of them at times Are coming straight out out of Big Pharma Or of chemical agencies Or the ones who supply the chemicals to farming, for instance As I say, but mainly the drug corporations And they come in, they're sitting in the panels Change things even get drugs passed and so on. And then go back to the same companies that they worked for. It's astonishing. It really is astonishing how this works. truly really is. At least in the States, it's a bit more open. If you want to get the information, you have more chance of getting it. Other countries, especially the, the European uh, and the British system of the British Commonwealth countries, are much better at covering it up until you can find hardly anything at all. That's how it is. And it's astonishing, everything's astonishing, really, isn't it? Because we're trained to believe one thing, while the truth is always something else And young folk who are, uh, think they're on a role, coming into any job, it's always been this way, uh, are cocky naturally? No, actually, they're cocky uh, They think, they're always told that they're better educated than anybody who came before them But when you really question them and their cockiness, they'll argue with you about everything And at the same time, they really haven't got a clue of what they're talking about. They believe what they're told. They don't go and look anything for themselves. But they they tend to believe what they're told. But they still argue with you, even though they don't don't know. I had a little disagreement there with TELUS again. It's the TELUS company in Canada, where they gave me the bill for the month. And they claimed that they didn't get the, 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 the money for last month, the previous month. But it was sent off on time, plenty of time, weeks and weeks, in fact, before it was due. And the guy, this cocky guy comes on, and right off the bat, he says, well, I didn't, I, I didn't think our company accepted cheques anymore. Arrogant, you know what? Huh? Cocky, arrogant, you know what? See, they're trying to get everybody off cheques, and, and totally electronic. It saves them time and everything else. And they want to have access to your bank account, so they can just take their put their hands in there and, and pull out. The ca- Most folk don't mind; they're trained so well. Because Bernays said, "What did Ed Bernie say? He says don't make good products to serve the people. Change the people to serve your product." Where it's a supermarket make them going like like chickens in a conveyor belt to pick up all their stuff. The kind of or you know, like like Telus, for instance. Yeah, get make the people do all the work. And I'll save the company for money, for more profit and more profit They're doing awfully well as it is So I mentioned to them, I said, you know, you, you got it in time And I said, I asked them too, I said, you try to get us off, is this really Because you don't know they could hold back the cheque and not bother putting it through Just so that you'll call, knowing you'll call up And then try to browbeat you And they'll probably look up your age and everything else here Oh yeah, so and so, yeah, yeah, yeah Very cocky, very cocky Very cocky and arrogant Again, to the customer This is where it's coming down to now There's, there's no pretense now it, It's serving the customer You get mocked now When you call up to complain about something And that's what mockery is So I told them, I said, you know You want it all cashless, blah, blah, blah I prefer getting um, the check through, I says, and That check, when it comes back from the bank After being cashed a all but That's your receipt You got proof when your computer crashes, what you got? Gone But I couldn't believe the guy And I, and I just, you know, bantered a little bit with him And it, it's amazing what he did not know But he was, sure, he was sure that he did He didn't even know the banks had been bailed out in 2008 and 2009 in Canada He didn't know that He didn't believe it But he's arrogant, so arrogant and cocky, you see Because after all, he's younger And um, he, he just knows everything better than you And he thinks he's on a roll In his job so, as it turned out, eventually I got them um, me cancel any late fee because I'm not late for anything. I says, Look, the post office has been on this strike go slow thing for a while. I says, Take it up with the Korean government, and they own it. Uh, you know, it's not my fault. I paid them, I put the thing up in time. And as I say, I have no proof that they didn't receive it, in fact. And it's definitely, it could be worth their while to get everybody totally cashless and just hold it back. Of course I did Because he kept saying right off the bat Right off the bat he's trying to get you paid cashless Immediately To see say, he couldn't finish a sentence before he Oh, do we still even take cheques anymore? I don't think we even have a department that does that I says, well, you're, you've, been, you've been happy to take it for the last six years But cocky and arrogant to the customer That's what you're getting these days, folks And as it gets more and more centralised this power, of course, by corporations Working to gather like a big gang For everything you need Including your food, by the way, and everything else It's going to get a lot worse A lot worse There is no democracy There's only special rights groups For special groups that they've created To give you the appearance of democracy But for reality, for the general population For anything you really need at all There's no democracy at all unless you stand up for it and demand it. And it's time you all started doing that individually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And folk will always say, oh, yeah, you know, if the people could only do this or do that. I can remember years ago when they talked about the price of gasoline going up. And the old cry was, if everyone would just stop buying it for a week, you'd bring them to their knees, which is true. But you can't ever get the public to do anything together. Which the big boys know. And it's even better when they can always divide and conquer. And it's even better again when they've an amazing class system, which we pretend doesn't exist in democracies. But living in Britain, I certainly knew the caste system. And the folk at the bottom always suffer first with whatever it is that they need that gets shoved up in price. And the ones in the, in the, 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 and it's a, it's a very middle class From, from just, just middle class to, to wealthy middle class To even very wealthy middle class, you see There's a whole range amongst themselves too But the idea is, they don't feel the pain, obviously If they can keep affording whatever it is That, that, that everyone's suffering down below them They don't care And they're encouraged not to care about it Then, of course, they start squealing When it's, when it's their turn, if it gets that high and they put enough pressure on them, perhaps, and stop buying or whatever, until the, the, whatever there's a protesting um, caves in. That's how it works. Why do you think government has created all the different factions of gender wars and, and, and sub-gender wars and variations and, and, and ethnic wars and blah, 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 Can everybody to fight everybody else? It's wonderful when you really think that everybody's getting fighting everybody else Well, you're, you're all being plundered for your price of your gas, gasoline For electricity, for your food that's going up and up and up, etc, etc hmm? I mean, well, Everybody's taught that that's not important Let's fight this and let's fight that forget, the, forget all the other things, folks I don't care who you are If you eventually can't afford your food, you're in trouble and the agenda is to bring in mass austerity. They all signed on to that, the United Nations, a few years ago. After the last crash, the coming austerity. And the Club of Rome talked about the necessity to bring in austerity. And Maury Strong talked about bringing in austerity in a post-industrial, post-consumerist society. What do you think they meant by that? These are for folk who talk to the public like a dictator's talk. Maurice Strong, especially, he said one at the Earth Meeting, the first one, and I've got the old old recording there of, of people who attended it. When they asked him at the end, when they said, "Look in this Earth Charter, that there's no there's no rights for humans mentioned here," and Maurice, with his usual arrogance, his cocky arrogance, says, "Because the guy said you've got rights for even trees for biodiversity." and Maurice Strong says, the time we're finished, you'll wish you had the rights of a tree. Well, no one ever voted for Maurice Strong to have any position over anybody. But he was put in there by the CFR at Royal for International Affairs. And he was picked up by, David Rockefeller was actually, picked him up and groomed him and put him into the oil business in, in Canada and other places. And old Morris had told everybody else to be austere had massive business interests across the the globe in energy sectors. This is telling you to use less and live in austerity. It's always the same story, folks, from these crooks. And they are gangsters. Belong to a club who've been trained and picked the real, real, ultra-deep state above all. And picked to rule over the people. Not with any, any democracy in mind at all Democracy is a temporary sham, folks And it was designed to be a temporary sham There have been many articles written about Maurice Strong And here's one, actually, from a few years ago And talks about Maurice Strong, climate crook, it's called Editors said that five years ago, Quadrant Online That's the organisation that published, I guess Published this profile of Maurice Strong as The man who more than any other Redefined a trace gas As carbon dioxide As a meal ticket For tens of thousands of climate Functionaries The same people whose light-fingered airs Awfully well put too Did he to gathered in Paris That was back in 2015 To mark his passing we once again present says John Izzard's profile Of the man who did very nicely By costing everyone else Dearly so it's a massive plan to control the lives of us all and enrich those at the top. It's so interesting to look at the CFR, Royal Institute for International Affairs Group, that runs the planet. At least, they're the second tier at the top. There's a capstone above them because there's an inner party. But they run your politics. They, run, they actually set up the organisations and think tanks that advise governments across the whole planet They run think tanks for the military across the whole planet. Everything that means anything at all is run by them and their members. Including how to control the people and run the people and organize the people and even depopulate the planet through austerity, etc. And you don't vote for any of them. And it says, the yellow brick road to climate change January has certainly been a defining month in the quest for truth about climate change And the custodians of that truth aren't looking that flash at the moment Indeed, in the month of January, some of the major doomsday prophecies unraveled And the prophets themselves seem to undergo vows of silence Says Kevin Rudd, Penny Wong, Tim Flannery, who are never lost for words Seemed well, totally lost for words like Dorothy Lion, Tin Man and Scarecrow, and The Wizard of Oz. We've all been dancing down the real brick road of settled science, as they call it, the pretense of it, you see, in search of answers from the Emerald City. Only to find that we've been, what well, we suspected all along, the wizard has been telling us fibs. But who exactly is the wizard? And where did this seeming madness all begin? So they go into some of it, and they mention Maurice Strong. He's one big player. This is the whole climate change business And it is a business Started with Mr. Strong But it started with the Club of Rome too Who were given the task This a big think tank Given the task of finding a way That they could really rule the people From their own excuses basically to, to, to do so So they came up with the idea of climate change And how humanity was destroying the planet That's what they claimed So man was the enemy hmm? So you'd need naturally experts to rule you, you see Because you couldn't rule yourselves It said that would fit the bill Or the words of, the, of those in the Club of Rome Anyway, it says Maury strong a self-confessed socialist And you understand what he means by this This is a multi-millionaire socialist Because he was created and brought up the ladder To be a multi-millionaire socialist By the Royal Institute for International Affairs Dash, Council and Foreign Relations He says it was a man who put the United Nations Into environmental business being the shadowy figure behind the UN Secretaries General uh, from Uthant to Kofi Annan. His reign of influence in world affairs lasted from 1962 to 2005. Strong has been variously called the international man of mystery, the new guy in your future, and a very dangerous ideologue. I Made mean, his fortune in the oil and energy business running companies such as Petro Canada Power Corporation. You surprised how <laughs> the Desmarais family, uh, that is Power Corporation, they call it. They churn out leaders. And they've churned out goddess of many prime ministers for Canada, for instance, and for corporations as well, CEOs. But anyway, it says Canada Power, Power Corporation, uh, Caltex Africa, Hydro Canada. The Colorado Lands and, and Cattle Company, Ajax Petroleum, Canadian Industrial Oil and Gas, to name just a few But he was really a frontman for Rockefellers Complete, They created him, totally, from the beginning They picked him up as a kid, and mean him what he is, he's a frontman. So his private interests always seemed to be in conflict with his personal persona and his work on the world stage Strong's extensive range of contracts within the power brokers of the world was exceptional One admirer uh, christened him uh, the Michelangelo of networking. He described himself as a socialist in ideology and a capitalist in methodology. But see, the the idea, those who enrich themselves at the the CFR and Royal Institute for International Affairs at the top always fill their pockets. They believe that they're the, the world's natural rulers. And when they're picked up, they're told that too, to give them a little bit more incentive keep climbing the ladder in these private clubs. And socialism is the way of controlling the population through laws, with, with panels of experts, which is Sovietism, the, the meaning of rule by councils, folks, for those who don't know that. In 1972, he organized the Youth Ant uh, First Earth Summit, the Stockholm Conference on the Human Environment. And it led to the formation of the UN Environment Programme, with Maurice Strong as it, as it said Later, as the UNEP boss, he organised the first international expert group meetings on climate change. And it led to exotic UN-sponsored organisations such as the Earth Council and Earth Charter. And that was also drafted up by the Rockefellers and Strong fronted for it. The World Resources Institute, the World Wildlife Fund, which is again the head at that time was um, Prince Philip, and later the Commission for World Governance, and the United Nations University for Peace. Remember what the, what the old communist adage was too, this real socialism idea, the test bed for all. And believe me, that the heads of, of the Soviet system filled their pockets too, by the way, if you think it's a different, separate organization. And they said that, for them, peace was the end of all opposition. That's how they defined peace. So strong was the driving force behind the idea for world governance by the United Nations, and look at all the organisations now attached to universities for world governance. They hmm. dreamt up a world tax on monetary transactions of zero point five percent, which would have given the UN an annual income of one point five trillion dollars, that's on top of all the other money they get, but equal then to the income of the USA. The stumbling block was the Security Council and their power of veto. So he devised a plan to get rid of Secretary Security Council, but failed to get it implemented. Then along came the idea that global warming might just be the device, you know, to get his world governance proposal up and running. And it wasn't his folks. as I say, it's an organisation, very old organisation. It runs your central banks. It runs your World Bank, your IMF, and the Bank for International Settlements. They didn't believe These guys never believed that, that uh, the people were fit for democracy and could be ever trusted in democracy, but they'd use democracy uh, to, uh, as an excuse to invade other countries that didn't have a semblance of it. Hmm? Strong was appointed secretary General of the Air Summit and in 1992, the, they pretty well like, uh, create the organization, then appoint themselves as head. Eh? In 1992 addressed the Air Summit in Rio, They told the thousands of climate change delegates It is clear that current lifestyles and consumption patterns of the affluent middle class Involving high meat intake, consumption of large amounts of frozen and convenience foods Use of fossil fuels, appliances, home and workplace, air conditioning and suburban housing Are not sustainable And so basically, they said they'd have to end, and this is, this is me I'm living here too from other articles about him, he said that they would, they would have to basically end a lot of consumerism, be post-consumer, and you're going to austerity. That's the idea behind it. And they also, they had big meetings, where strong and others, but he did say that, that they'd have to um, eliminate, destroy Western Manufacturing, and you think you've got that a say in anything? Do you really think that? Because the organizations, all these organizations I've mentioned, they're not—they're not. You don't get any say in it. They don't ask for your opinion on anything. They don't care about your opinion on anything. From the United Nations, multi-faceted organization, all the way down to anything else, you, you—you never ask your opinion on anything. Never mind your vote on it. You don't get that either. You don't vote these guys in And it says, there goes the Sunday roast A house to live in I haven't seen a Sunday roast since for years The occasional hamburger And generally life on earth as we know it But what Strong didn't tell the delegates Was that he was involved in the purchase Of the Colorado Land and Cattle Company Which he bought from uh, Adrian Khashoggi Remember Khashoggi? Huh? An arms dealer who had strong connections With the Bin Laden family Interesting how they all come together—the heroes and the zeros, eh? This is a two hundred thousand acre uh, property called the Baca. It Had two hidden secrets. Now, one was uh, it sat above uh, vast underground water systems. It's actually the largest aquifer system in the United States. It just happens to be that. Hmm? And Strong wanted it to. He wanted to. Remove the water Being informed of the American Water Development Corporation To exploit the water by pumping it out For commercial intent But was stopped by the locals Who feared it would destroy the delicate environment it would destroy their cattle systems and everything And their farming Here's the power of these, these crooks eh? But don't forget too I think it was Rockefeller who actually owned that backer Ranch The McLean's um, Magazine in Canada and I've got the I've got the original magazine I actually had a big article about Maury Strong and he, and he set up a big New Age movement there With all kinds of, of New Age religion types To try and get together, he said And create a new culture for the world but He had all, he had gurus from India He had people, he had Buddhists He had all kinds of, of New Agers there too And you find, see they create the New Agers to, for you to follow They do and you'll find they always always going the same direction We've all got to be one We've all got to be together In, in, this, in this world of ours We must all agree with the same agendas Blah 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 hmm? Well they train these folks, folks They always train your leaders Always Just like Maurice Strong himself was trained For his position But yeah, the Maclean's magazine Had a, a good article on the BACA Grande Development there he said, too, that Maurice Strong had been uh, told by a mystic, had mystics, that's what he said, yeah, that the back would become the center for a new planetary order which would evolve from the economic collapse and environmental catastrophes that would sweep the globe in the years to come. And you know something? You will get certain catastrophes because you won't be able to heat yourself or use air conditioning for those who are in really hot climates. And, and you won't get meat anymore unless you, you can really afford Incredible prices, which puts most of the people out of the picture. And at the last meeting at the Paris climate change thing, again, massive articles compiled by think tanks, obviously, to eliminate your intake of meat. It really is fascinating to, to reminisce for me. It's all reminiscent for me because I, I studied more. I gave lots of talks on Murray Strong. I can remember, too, when he went to Russia. And they laid out the red carpet, lots and lots of it, for Mr. Murray Strong to walk on as though he was royalty. I'd never seen that done before for anybody. But they, they certainly knew who he was. By the way, it was, I did articles on him too, because he had um, his, his aunt. Who was, he belonged to a revolutionary family, intergenerational and his aunt was, was an advisor to, I think it was Ma Zedong, the leader of, of communism in China. Her grave was next to his over there in China. And an article in on, one of the Canadian papers said that he was over there visiting the grave of his auntie. Then he set up there, his home, for a long time and still worked for the United Nations, working on uh, setting all their businesses up. In, in, in China, from the West, which we all paid for, as it all got moved over there. Did you get to vote it in the office, folks? Of course you didn't. Most folk don't even know about it even today. So these are the the real technocrats that created and groomed, picked up young, and groomed for the positions. And that's what a technocrat is. Now also. Maurice Strong was busy founding the Earth Council Institute in 1992 And recruiting world luminaries such as Michael Gorbachev Shimon Peres, Al Gore and David Rockefeller And 2000 Earth Charter was formed as a further push by Strong To create a world government body or governing body That's what you call it governing, you see <laughs> But it's government, of course You don't need a place even for, for government You can be scattered across the planet Although eventually they will have one, for sure. I'm sure they will. They're the builders, remember. The builders. And in 2005, the most powerful man in the push to save humanity by steady promotion of the theory of human induced greenhouse gases was caught with his hand in the till. And the investigations in the United Nations Oil for Food Programme found it strong and endorsed a cheque for 988,000. Made out to M. Strong Issued by a Jordanian bank The man who gave the check South Korean businessman Tong Sung Park Was convicted in 2006 In a US federal court of conspiring to bribe UN officials Strong resigned And fled to Canada And thence to China where he has been living ever since Was dead now That was the oil for food programs and so on To starving people they don't do anything of any sort of decency towards any humanity. They have no common decency. In fact, they despise common humanity. But also, too, I think, I think, if I remember, I think, was it Butrus Galli, Butrus Galley there, or Kofi Annan? But I know that it was, it was the son of one of the UN uh, head, of the UN head at the time. Who also was involved in that that food uh, program, uh, Oil for Foot, for Iraq. There were starving people, of course, because we're so humanitarian towards the people in the Middle East that we starve them to death all the time if we're not blowing them up. And that's the part two. I think a lot of this it may have come from talks that I gave, I don't know. But it says, Strong is to believe to have sanctuary in China because of his cousin Anna and Louise Strong. A Marxist who lived with Mao Zedong, yeah, that's right, for two years. And when she died in 1970, her funeral was arranged by Premier Chu le and Louis Strong as a Comintern member. A, uh, so was so Pierre Trudeau, <laughs> the father of the present Prime Minister. Kera. An organization f- uh, formed in 1919 as the Third International, with one of its aims to use by all available means, including armed force, for the overthrow of the international bourgeoisie. Quite a world we have, isn't it? But don't forget the big organization that helped fund it all And promote it all And the banking system that funded That, that uh, communist system into existence Didn't do it by itself Quite a world, really Anyway, I'm getting lost in all this kind of stuff I didn't mean to even go in this direction But, uh, but there you are And I'm going to try and touch Just touch on some articles here For those who want to, look it up And See for themselves It's amazing again Ran, ran be like the arrogant prunes Of the young uh, uh, Very naive but, but arrogant prunes That run our lives at the moment Or think they do If you cave into them Believe you me There's going to be euthanasia Down the road for For anyone over a certain age folks It's already on the cards And these characters Are the ones that will be pushing all Anyway It says um the cost to West Australia of Shorten's green energy plan revealed $1 be a lot more than that, folks. I'll put this up anyway. Australia's a big one because they, they use that as a big, big test bed too, much like Canada. Um, all the old British Empire system uh, countries are always test beds where they push things. And we don't object as much as some people like America. Yet far more. That's why the US was, was, was the hope for a lot of the world. For for the for, for the people, the population who did stand up to their own government and, and really push the rules. If you have no rules, like a constitution, and or they're being ignored, then you don't have a country anymore. Or whoever's running a country is not what what it was. It's been taken over, obviously. And but there was a the hope to the world for the rights that the, the citizens had. It really was. It's a sad, sad housemate that's been taken over itself, probably long ago actually, by the money boys and so on. And Hoover rules, Hoover has the gold, make it the rules. I think it was one of the Brothmans that said that years ago. And that's just true. We're all running on this crazy thing called money The only a select few have a right, apparently, to manage at the top. Questions and answers to climate change, all you should know about your position. Also, another one too is to do with the carbon taxes. And it says uh, details of the horrible carbon tax bill. Democrat Florida Congressman Ted Deutsch has introduced a carbon tax bill to impose a new national energy tax on the American people. So I'll put this one up as well. And it's called the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act of 2018. In the countries that are plummeting because we're we're now flattening the planet. Uh, to be a mass of poverty in a a smaller middle class than the the elite and professionals who rule us all, all those in academia, etc. as that is the system. That's how it's planned. And I've mentioned it before about how bad it's in Britain. They build houses, by the way, in the newspapers for masses of migrants coming in. It says 24,000 people sleeping rough on public transport in the UK, a charity says. And that's from The Guardian. And it says more than 24,000 people in Britain will spend the festive period sleeping rough in cars, trains, buses, or tents, according to new estimates that throw lights on the scale of so-called hidden homelessness. There's a lot more than that, I'm sure. And at least 320,000 homeless people in Britain at the moment, says a shelter. A charity says a figure for England, Scotland, and Wales is likely to be underestimated. And then excess winter deaths in England and Wales it's because the, 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 the folk in their homes are dying. This is not in the streets. Mainly, anyway. But it says um, there's not one mention of fuel poverty in the entire article. Because it's, the, the folk can't get fuel, they can't pay for fuel. Because they're, they're doing so well paying for, for all the other things. You know this, in the welfare system. And more and more folk are flooding in, need a lot of money to be taken care of. Well, where's it coming from, folks? Who's paying it off? Guess. So it says snow in Derbyshire last December, the temperature last winter uh, is thought to have been partly to blame for the excess deaths, yada yada. And there was 50,100 excess deaths in England and Wales last winter, a prolonged spill of extreme cold. But it's amazing how the mice just skip the, the. They actually try, they're trying to get away from the folk dying in their homes, actually, and just say they're dying in the winter. Mm-mm-mm. And then there's this article too About, uh, again, along the Maury strong plan, you know, the big boys he worked for And he was an employee, he was a high technocrat But he, he was ruthless too Ruthless tyrant, and that's what a technocrat is They don't believe in democracy They don't talk to the people with any Pretended uh, service To the public They're not elected by the public They're just put over them, in charge of the public And that's the farce of democracy He's only one of many, by the way Look at what the uh, trilateral commission is as well And Brussels denies the European Union rules encourage euthanasia tourism And of course it does, because it's part of the agenda, right? And they deny that EU rules have facilitated the growth of euthanasia tourism amid fears it's becoming more popular in Belgium There's been an increase in the number of patients traveling from EU countries where euthanasia is illegal to die in Belgium, where so-called mercy killings has been legal since 2002. And so they're they're, they're going about that too. But they've they've been... Well, i have got it everywhere now. You've got it in Canada now as well. It's cheaper than giving you treatment, isn't it? It really is. You think it's all for health to help you. No, it's because it's cheaper than giving you good treatment. That's what it is, folks. And then you have... Another one on suicide tourism from Wikipedia And then, (laughs) here's another thing You you always think about what you're trained to believe by the so-called experts, right? Bertrand Russell, they'll train the public to to listen to experts But always to avoid their own common sense A cardiologist slams incorrect advice from the World Health Organization Urging people to replace butter and lard with healthier vegetable oils in 2019 And Dr. Asim Malotra called them the WHO to review and update its guidance. Butter has been demonized for decades over its high content of saturated fats, but an array of scientific evidence is beginning to counter those claims. They've always known what the counter the claims were. It says here that he's an average supporter of this doctor of saturated fats. Which you thinks have been wrongly demonised since the 1970s. Same time in the 1970s when they demonised uh, the fat. Remember the big sugar industry? I read the articles where it's admitted only recently, declassified stuff. They paid massive amounts of money to, again, top. You can always buy professionals from folks in, in medicine and to, to write all these articles out to start the whole craze uh, that, that it was fat so it was to blame for folk becoming fat. Not sugar. Huh? Anyway. This doctor told me on my of are frankly both shocked and disturbed at the WHO, giving incorrect and non-evidence-based ev- advice on fats. Asking people to replace butter or lard with industrial seeds such as corn, sunflower, soybean, or safflower will continue to cause harm to public health. These oils, being particularly high in omega-6 fatty acids, are pro-inflammatory, that's why you get so much arthritis and problems, and can be toxic when heated for common frying purposes. And it's much, much worse than that. You understand, too, if you're into evolution as an example, if you're into that, you didn't evolve on these oils. Hmm? Also, too, you at China accusing the UK of deep-rooted pride and prejudice after Defense Secretary Gavin Williamson, this is in Britain, raised deep concerns over Huey's that's, that's a big a Chinese network system Manufacturer of their modems and stuff involvement in the 5G network So, again they're hammering China and China and China Even though, but most of the stuff that China's got Has already been tested upon us by other companies It really is, you know And of course China and Russia, the new Russia Are supposed to be the main enemies at the moment Another one too, they, they arrested a couple of people In Supposedly the Gatwick Airport in in England Because a little drone went over it supposedly But again, after the rest of them and really, Imagine getting your face plastered across the planet In front pages Being laid out by cops And it was all false Can you believe that? And when they do something like that, they never admit they're wrong They never ever do that They never admit they're wrong folks and then at the end, even in the police chief says Well, of course it could be There's no evidence there actually was a drone there It was just hearsay Someone phoned it in And made big, big news about this And then they have But again, no apology to the poor people had nothing to do with it At all I'll put the article up anyway And then you, you find that If there's other articles coming out Because it's almost like a big, big ad for For the military industrial boys Because they got all these. Oh, we could have got this new system in here if, you, if the government would buy it to, 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 to detect the smallest drones at all and, and fire them out the skies, etc., etc. It's like a big big ad. It's like a false flag thing to sell stuff. It really is. That's what I think it really is. And then you have um, Facebook secret censorship rule book. Thousands of slides of banned so-called hate groups in other words, phrases and and emojis they call them. That 7,500 lowly paid moderators Are supposed to use to please 2 billion users I mentioned it too A lot more actually in the Philippines But yeah They have organisations now to ban your speech Which is to ban your thought Which eventually is to punish and ban you If you haven't quite figured it out yet In a cashless society For even paying your rent Like Bertrand Russell said In the 1940s Mm-hmm Isn't that astonishing, eh? Macron in France came as in again. French police will be given pay raise after the Blue Vest joined the Yellow Vest and anti-government movement. But of course, they did it for money. And WhatsApp, a child porn problem. Google and Facebook's ad networks funded apps that led users to groups on the private messenger that are dedicated to swapping illegal images. Pedophiles. Pedophile groups. ISIS has executed 700 Syrian prisoners in the past two months, says Human Rights Group. It's, it's really something, isn't it? Eh? It really is something. The world you live in, as if what's, uh, they what they want you to believe. But again, the RAF now it says track RAF unit could have downed drone causing chaos for tens of thousands at Gatwick, but ministers refused to let them help. By the way, uh, people say they saw a drone, but again, there's, there's no conclusive proof that it even happened. Every is a big push, I think, for, for really new systems of defense around airports. And money, 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 money. That's what we live in a system of mass money creation. Right? Also, as you know, the stuff about um, the U.S. pulling troops out of uh, Syria, they haven't quite done it yet. But if you just look at the, the maps, you'll find that just across the border of Syria, you've got massive U.S. military base in in Iraq. And uh, just across the border, with about 55,000 troops in it. And the U.S. has sold uh, about 3.5 billion, I think, of arms equipment to Turkey. And Turkey now has got troops massing on the Syrian border. So, everything's really games, eh, for perception management. And it's rather sad. Remember, you can buy the books and discs I have at CuttingTruthMetries.com. And you can find out how to do it, or donate, in fact, and help me tick along here. Because, as I say, who knows how long any of us can last, or even be allowed to <laughs> yeah, keep it ticking, put it that way, in this present system? Because it's, it's becoming rather ruthless. It always was ruthless, camouflaged under the guise of democracy, but uh, they're becoming more ruthless, and 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 toleration or intolerant, or intoleration, put it that way. Because they're not tolerant at all In such utopias Isn't that the truth of it? And some are more equal than others In such utopias As George Orwell liked to remind us From myself, Alan Watchman here Canada It's good nights And by the, the temperatures here anything But in global warming It's every, during the day now it's, it's, it's way below freezing Way below freezing And at nights, I'm hitting In the centigrade it's um, so often 30 below, and lower, occasionally, and sometimes not a lot higher during the day anyway, and in Fahrenheit, um, that's way down there, minus the minus zeros. For myself, I'll walk from interior It's good nights, so may your God, or your God's go with you.